All right, first weekend in June. It's a Friday. And it's time to Ask the Preacher, your weekly opportunity to have your Bible questions answered. It's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church, located on North Socrum Loop. Ask the Preacher, your host is John Freed. John is not here this week, but Jarius is in the house. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back with you again. It's uh, It's been a couple of weeks, but you get to hear my voice again. I heard that I have a good radio voice, so I hope uh, <laughs> I hope it sounds awesome for you. So um, something that's been on my heart lately a lot that I want to talk to you about tonight is um, what is your calling? And this is something that my wife and I have been talking to the youth about in our youth group. We are the youth pastors at Believers Fellowship. And um, and so we've been talking about this. And so we we'll usually ask them questions, you know, to get them to engage. And so I asked them, when you hear the word calling, what is your calling? You know, what does that mean? And some of them say, like, uh, your mom is calling you or like your dad's calling you. You know, it's like, well, there's a similarity there, you know. And, uh, and so I told them, like, I just looked up the word calling and it says, Divine summons, like calling out one's mission and one's life's purpose, the reason that one was created. And so it is very important to find out the reason you were created. Now, I think out of the 7.7 billion people on the planet that God has a specific calling for you, something that he had in mind, something that he had on his heart something that he wants you to do on this earth. And I think that it is so awesome that not one person on this earth, that God left them without purpose. And so you can begin, you know, if you are, if you are younger, you know, you are at advantage. You can begin walking in your calling early. If you're older and you feel like, man, I still don't know what my calling is, you can begin asking the Lord what is, what is that calling? What has God called you to do? And, be, and then begin walking that way. And so every part of your life will be affected by God's calling on your life. There's not one part of your life that God doesn't want to get involved in. And so what, we, what usually happens is we, we uh, section off different parts of our lives that we allow God to to have authority in or have control over. We say, Lord, you can, you can go here and then no further. You can go in every room except this closet with the skeletons in it. But God wants every part. And his calling that is on your life is going to affect every part of your life. To be called by God is to be chosen for a certain purpose, for a specific reason. When a person is aware of that call and surrender to it, that's the key. You have to surrender to what God has called you and then start living out what God has called you to do. And so you think, well, when does this calling of God start on my life? Does it start when I become aware of it? Does it start when a pastor tells me what it is? Well, if we look in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4, and we're going to go all the way to verse 7, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew and approved you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you 
and appointing you, appointing you as a prophet to the nations. So right here you see that your calling started before you were born. I don't feel like this only applies to Jeremiah. I feel like this applies to every single person that is ever born that will ever be born. God has something specifically in mind for that person before they're placed in their mother's womb. And that's what God said to Jeremiah. Before you were born, I knew what I wanted you to do. Before you were born, I had already chosen you, already called you out as my chosen instrument. In verse 6, it says, Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am only a youth. But the Lord said to me, Say not, I am only a youth, for you shall go to all whom I shall send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. So Jeremiah, God called him to be a prophet. And God is telling him, before you were born, I had this in mind for you. Before you was in your mother's womb, I had this in mind for you. This was on my heart for you. Now, Jeremiah is saying, like, I don't know if I can do this. And God's telling him, don't say you can't do it. I'm going to help you do what I've called you to do. So God's not just going to call us to do something and then not equip us what, what we need to fulfill that calling on this earth. So Jeremiah was called before he was in his mother's womb. And you were called for a specific purpose and a specific reason before you were ever in your mother's womb. Let's go to Isaiah 49, verse 1. And this says, Listen to me, O isles and O coastlands, and hearken, you peoples, from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb, from the body of my mother, he has named my name. So right here it says again, the Lord has called me from my mother's womb. Something specific, a specific reason, a specific purpose that no one in this world is without purpose. It's just sometimes people struggle to find what their purpose is. No one in this world is without purpose. People struggle to find their purpose. And that's why they'll go through job after job. They'll go through church after church. They'll go through boyfriend after boyfriend or girlfriend after girlfriend because they're, trying, they're struggling trying to find their purpose. And so let's go to Galatians chapter 1, verse 15. We'll start in verse 13. It says, You have heard of my earlier career and former manner of life in the Jewish religion how I persecuted and abused the church of God furiously and extensively. I'm reading in the Amplified. So if it sounds a little bit loud, it's because it's Amplified. That was a bad joke. <laughs> and to make havoc and destroy it. And you have heard how I, out, I outstriped many of the men of my own generation among the people of my race, in my advancement and study and observance of the laws of Judaism. So extremely enthusiastic and zealous I was for the traditions of my ancestors. Verse 15, but when he who had chosen and set me apart even before I was born and had called me by his grace. So right here, Paul is realizing and understanding that God called him before he was even born. His calling on his life was before he was even born. God had a specific reason for Paul. 
And Paul is saying, you heard about what I was doing before I found out what my calling was. So he was he was doing something else until he found and once he found out what his calling was, he switched. So you have people who will get in a career and they'll be doing that career. They'll be going in. They might be excelling in it. They might be doing well at it. They might not be. But then you find out, like, this is not what I'm called to do. And so if you're not doing well in something else, you just say, hey, there's no, yeah, I'll try, I'll try something different. But let's just say you're in some, you're doing something and you are, you are excelling at it. You're making a lot of money at it, but you're realizing that this is not what God has called me to do. And so now you have a choice. You can either choose to do what God's called you to do, or you can keep going the way that you're going. And I will tell you, before we take a break, I will tell you, the longer you stay out of the calling of God, uh, the worse off your life will be. It might seem like it's good in the beginning, but the worse off your life, life will be. And we'll continue on the calling when we come back. Let's get back to more of Ask the Preacher this Friday afternoon. Talk Radio 96.7. Ask the Preacher brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. All right. John Frege normally here, but he's out today. But Jarius is here. Hey, welcome back. If you're just now joining us, we've been talking about the call. All right, um, Believers Fellowship Church. We are now, we usually have two services, one at 9, one at 11. But now for the summer, we are doing single service Sundays. And now we start service at 10 a.m. So uh, if you're in the north side Lakeland area or if you're in the south side Lakeland area, come and give us a visit. I have complete confidence that your life will be touched and impacted by the power of God. We have been seeing some powerful, powerful services. So if you need a miracle, come to Believers Fellowship, and we will rejoice with you and see what God does in your life. All right, so before we took a break, we was talking about the call, talking about how people were who might be doing another job that they might be making a lot of money at, but that might not be their calling. And so you think about a, tr a branch that you cut it off from the tree it doesn't wither away immediately, but eventually, the longer it stays disconnected from the vine, it, there's, it's not receiving life, it's not receiving nutrients, it's not receiving what it needs to keep it fruitful. And if you are not operating in your calling, you're not, you don't have the necessary things to keep you being fruitful. And so what God has called you to do is not only for benefit of the world, but it's to benefit you. What God has called you to do, he's equipped you, he's empowered you, he's given you everything you need to walk in the calling that you're supposed to walk in. So when does your calling start? Was how we started? Your calling start before you were born. Before you were before you was in your mother's womb, God had a specific purpose and a specific reason that you were to be born into this world, and you don't have to stumble through life. You can start now and say, Lord, what is it that you had in mind when you created me? What is it that you have called me to do and help me to do that? Another thing is, you don't call yourself. A lot of people, they call themselves a prophet. They call themselves an evangelist. They call themselves a pastor. They call themselves whatever title, but God has not graced them for that calling. God has not equipped them for that calling, and they're doing something on their own, and they're doing something in the flesh, and they're and they're uh, they're irritated, and they're frustrated, and they wonder why things aren't working right. 
You got to find out, is this what God's called you to do? I'm not saying when you get in your calling that everything is going to go perfectly. The enemy is not going to give you a free ride up the side. But you might want to look and see, like, Lord, is this what you've called me to do? Because it seems like there's no grace for what I'm doing. You know, there's this saying, some were called, some were sent, some just grabbed a microphone and went. And if you do that, you have God, you have no backing of heaven. But what God has called you to do, you have the endorsement of heaven. Every resource of the kingdom of God is backing you and is for you and is, is going to help propel you into what God has called you to do. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4, and that says, Besides, one does not appropriate for himself the honor of being high priest, but he is called by God and receives it of him, just as Aaron did. So Aaron did not call himself to be high priest. He did not place that calling on himself. God placed that calling on him. God placed that honor on him. And whatever God has called you to do is an honor. If God has called you to be a pastor, that's an honor. If God has called you to be an evangelist, that's an honor. Whatever God has called you to do, it's an honor that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the creator of the universe and the stars and everything, that this person has called you into a specific place a specific office, a specific thing, a specific reason, a specific purpose, whatever that is, it is an honor that we can do those things for God. Now, if we go to, if we go to Exodus chapter 28, I pray that this is helping you tonight. Exodus chapter 28, verses 1 through 3. It says, from among the Israelites, take your brother Aaron and his sons with him, that he may minister to me in the priest's office. So right now the Lord is saying, he's, called, he's, he's revealing why Aaron was born. He's revealing this is Aaron's calling because God already had this in mind for him. And now God's just revealing what he already had in mind. Take Aaron and his sons with him to minister to me in the priest's office. Even Aaron, and you know these names, y'all, they... They hard to describe. Aaron's sons. I'll just say that. <laughs> and you shall make for Aaron, your brother, sacred garments, appointed official dress set apart for special holy services, for honor and for beauty. Verse 3, tell all who are experts, whom I have endowed with skill and good judgment, that they shall make Aaron's garments to sanctify him for my priesthood. Okay, so this is important right here. So now God has called Aaron and his sons into the priesthood. God's called him, God's revealing that Aaron is a priest. And so then God is saying, now tell all the experts to make what they need to operate in that position. So not only does God call you, he gives you what you need to operate in the office of your calling. He doesn't just call you and say, okay, you're going to have to figure this thing out. You're going to have to, and I do not like this phrase, fake it till you make it. You don't have to do that. You don't have to fake it. There's nothing about the call of God on your life that you have to fake. There's nothing about God that's fake. God is very real. Your calling on your life is very real. You don't have to fake anything. But when you tap into the presence of God and you commune every day with the one who knows what your calling is, you won't have to fake it. You'll know exactly what you're supposed to do. 
verse 3, it says, tell all who are the experts that they're going to make these special garments. So what God has called you to do, he has made special things for you to operate in that calling. Special endowments, special gifts, special an anointing for you to operate in the calling that God has called you to do. So you don't call yourself. If you call yourself, none of these things are being made for you. And, and you're going out there on your own. You're going out there by yourself. You don't have the grace. You don't have the power. You don't have the anointing at all. And you go, and I'll give you an example. Samson didn't even realize when the Spirit of the Lord had left him. And he went out in his own power because he thought he knew. He said he's going to shake himself as he did the other times. And he went, in, he went out against the Philistines, got his head bashed in because he didn't have the power of God backing him. And so this is how it's going to be. If you try to go out and do something without the power of God backing you, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to get, you're going to get frustrated. And you're going to have to go through the process of being restored and not saying that, you know, being restored is a bad thing, but you don't, you don't have to even go through that. So find out what God has called you to do and do that. Not what someone else thinks you should do, but find out what God has called you to do. Find out God's life's purpose for you, what the purpose of your life is. I believe if you ask God that he would tell you. The Bible says if any of us lack wisdom, James, let him ask of God who gives liberally. And he doesn't rebuke you for asking. So ask God what your calling is and he'll tell you. And then as he tells you, what your calling is, you can begin walking in that way and you'll find out everything that's been prepared for you to walk in that calling. So seek the face of God and find out what your calling is. We're going to take a break. Returning now to Ask the Preacher, your weekly chance to have Bible questions answered. It's brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Our Ask the Preacher expert is John Freed, but he's not in the office today. Sitting in is Jarius. Welcome back. All right. So let's get back to it. Talking about the calling of God on your life. You know, in the first one, we talked about how the calling of God on your life began before you was born. God had a specific reason, a specific purpose in mind for you before you were even formed in your mother's womb. You don't call yourself. God calls you. You don't place yourself in a position. You don't place yourself in an office. God is the one who does those things because God is the one who has to equip you to do those callings. You call yourself, there is no equipping. There is no grace. There is no mercy for those things. You're, you're literally out there on your own, and not because of God, but because you put yourself there. And I've, God will still even have mercy on us and grace on us and try and get us on the right path, try and get us in the right call. So you might say, I don't have a calling. I would say that's false. Everybody has a calling. In the New Testament, it refers to Christians as a calling. The Christian life is a calling. We are called to be the sons of God. That, that, that is our, that is our, and everybody has that call. Everybody has the call. We are, we are God's children. He, he created us. 
So the word Christian means called out ones. The word church in the Greek means called out assembly. So we are called. The body of Christ is called. There's not one person in the body of Christ that's not called. We're all called. And so if you go to um, Ephesians 4, chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Therefore, the prisoner uh, for the Lord appeal and beg you to walk lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called. We have a divine calling. As the children of God, we have a divine calling. A divine calling to be the son or to be the daughter of God. That is our that is that is every Christian's call. Every Christian is called to be a divine child of God. That is our that is your divine calling. That is your divine purpose. If you go to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1, it says, So then, brethren, consecrated and set apart for God, who share in the heavenly calling, thoughtfully and attentively consider Jesus the apostle and high priest whom confessed, whom we confess as our Lord, um, as ours when we embrace the Christian faith. So it's a heavenly calling. We're consecrated as a heavenly calling, as children of God. We are the children of God. To be into to be our calling is to be in fellowship with Him. That is the divine calling. That is the heavenly calling. To be in fellowship with Him. If you go to Second Peter, let's go to Second Peter, chapter one. Verse ten, it says, "Because of this, uh, because of this, brethren, brethren, be all the more solicitous and eager to make sure to ratify, to strengthen, to make steadfast your calling and your election. For if you do this, you will never stumble, and you will never fall." Man, I think this is this is one of my most favorite verses in the Bible. If you do this, you will never stumble, and you will never fall. So what, what we normally hear is we're only human. God knows we're going to fall. God knows we're going to miss it. God knows we're going to stumble. God knows, God knows these things, which he does. But we don't have to. We don't have to continue to give in to sin, to give in to temptation, to stumble and trip and to fall into these different situations and different circumstances. If I'm focused on my calling— if I'm focused on what God has called me to do and who God has called me to be, the Bible says I will never stumble and I will never fall. Because of this, brethren, be all the more eager to make sure to ratify and strengthen and make steadfast your calling and election. For if you do this, you will never stumble and you will never fall. Because if your focus is on God and you're focused on him, he will show you every single step you need to take. He will show you every single obstacle that's in your way. He will show you every single trap that's been laid for you. If you're focused on him and you're receiving your instruction from him on how to fulfill your call, you will never stumble and you will never fall. I didn't make that up. That's what the Bible says. So we, as the body of Christ, have a divine heavenly calling to be the children of God. So every single person has a has a calling not one person in this world is without a calling 
Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. It says, God is faithful, reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to his promise, and he can be depended on. By him you were called into companionship and participation with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Man, it's so powerful. We were called into companionship with Jesus Christ our Lord. Now that is a calling. That is a high honor worthy calling. That I'm called into companionship with Jesus. If that was my only calling, to be called into companionship with Jesus, that would be enough for me. That that is just that is just so awesome and, and so amazing that God has called me to be in companionship with him, that he wants to be in companionship with me. He wants to be in fellowship with me. He wants to be in communication with me. It's not usually him who, uh, it's us. He has to fight to get our attention, not the other way around. Because we call on God, he's right there. The Bible says he'll never leave us and never forsake us. Usually he has to get our attention off of our cell phone. He has to get our attention off of our TV. He has to get our attention off social media. You know, God is the one that fights for our our attention, not the other way around. Because if you get in the presence of God and you just sit and say, Lord, I'm setting aside this time specifically for you, God will be there just like that. And he will begin revealing to you why you were called or why you were born and what you were and what you were called to do. It was Jesus who called his disciples into ministry. They were all in other occupations doing other things. But Jesus, when he, he called them, this he's revealing to them their true purpose. He's revealing to them their true purpose. And he used the occupations they were in to help teach them certain lessons. So God might be using the occupation you're in to help teach you a certain lesson. How do you find out what your calling is? You spend time with the one who created you. You spend time with the one who, who had the calling in mind for you, when you before you was in your mother's womb. You spend time in his presence, just humbling yourself before him and saying, Lord, I don't know it all. And I submit myself to your will. I submit myself to what you have called me to do, even if it completely changes my life, even if it completely moves me to another state, if it completely moves me outside of this nation, what you've called me to do, I want to submit to it. And God will give you the power, and he'll give you the grace. And then you develop a sensitivity to his voice. You develop a sensitivity to his presence, and you learn how to follow the peace, you know, and you begin to just move in that direction. And so you think like, well, what, what if I'm not called into the ministry? You know, the Bible says in Ephesians, it says, some he gave pastors, some he gave evangelists, some he gave prophets, some he gave uh, teachers. You know, it says some, not all, not everybody. Out of all the people on the earth, not everybody is called to be in the fivefold ministry. That's why the Bible says some. And so your talents and your giftings and abilities usually hint toward what your calling is. Whenever I was younger, I played football. Didn't feel like I was really talented in that. I was just really just a big obstacle that they used me. I was an offensive lineman. I was just blocking for the quarterback. Um, I started going to Believer's Fellowship where I find out 
I had musical abilities, and so and I'm beginning to f- find out what my true calling is. And now my wife and I, we are the worship leaders at Believers Fellowship, and it's just it's just so amazing to see how God had already placed those giftings on the inside of me. And when I was placed into where my calling was, those giftings began to come out. When I was placed in where uh, when I was placed where my calling was, my calling placed a demand on the anointing and the giftings that God placed on the inside of me. And so when you're placed where God has called you, it'll place a demand on the things that he's imparted in you and invested into you. And those things will begin to come out of you. So find out what God has called you to do. Find out why he created you. What was the purpose you were born? What was the purpose you were placed on this earth? What was the purpose you were placed in this neighborhood, in that city, or in that state? Seek the face of God and find out so you can begin to place a demand on his power and his gifting, his anointing, that he's called you for these specific reasons, for these specific purposes. For God has called you for such a time as this. And we'll continue on the call when we come back. Fourth and final segment coming up of Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. John Freed is your regular host, but he's out today. Sitting in this Jarius. Welcome back. Welcome back. I heard we have a caller, Mr. Cecil. Yes. How are you doing? Very good. How are you? I'm doing well. What do you well, got for to... us? Well, you were in Exodus 28. Yes. And... My favorite example, I think this applies to what you're talking about, is just about three chapters later, in chapter 31. Okay. Well, there's a pair of fellows there, and I hope I say their names correctly. The one guy's <laughs> name is, is Bezalel, B-E-Z-A-L-E-L. Yes. And this other guy's name is, again, I may murder this pronunciation, Aholiab. Okay, that's it, yeah. And it says that, God filled them with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and all kinds of craftsmanship right. to make artistic designs for the work in gold and so on and so forth. Right. And then verse 6 says, I myself have appointed with him Aholiab, and he says, in the hearts of all who are skillful. Mm. So those two men were the leaders, but these other men were helpers right. to make all these products. But I think the verse that really hits on what you're saying is a few chapters later, over in chapter 35, and right near the end of the chapter, Uh it says, Then Moses said to the sons of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel. Yes. And then he says he filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and knowledge and so on and so forth. And also, in verse 34, he says, he also put in his heart to teach mm-hmm. both he and Aholiab and filled them with the skill to perform every work of, he gives a whole list of what they did. Right. Now, the passage, I think, really hits home with what, again, I hope this is on topic, but chapter 36 at the very beginning, if I can read a couple of verses here okay. to you. Yeah. Now, Bezalel and Aholiab, and every skillful person in whom the Lord has put skill and understanding to know how to perform all the work in the construction of the sanctuary and shall perform in accordance with all that the Lord has commanded. And by the way, you'll see later on they made those garments. 
with right. a priest, That's right. among other things. Now here, this is a good one. It's got your word in it. Verse 2, Then Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every skillful person in whom the Lord had put skill. And, now here's the second condition, everyone whose heart stirred him to come to the work to perform it. Right. So God calls. Well, they had to respond to that call. Yes, they had to respond. Yep. Then they received from Moses all the contributions contributions which the sons of Israel had brought to the, uh, perform the work in the construction of the sanctuary and so on. But uh, God called them, and he uniquely gifted them to make these garments. Right. I mean, not just the garments, but all the other furniture in the tabernacle. And then, if I do one more verse, over in chapter 38, it says, This is the number of the things for the tabernacle, the tabernacle of testimony, as they were numbered according to the command of Moses, for the service of the Levites, by the hand of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. And there you got their calling. Now, verse 22. Now, Bezalel, and I won't read his genealogy there, of the tribe of Judah, made all that the Lord had commanded Moses, and with him Aholiab, mm-hmm. of the tribe of Dan, and so on and so forth. And then they proceed to make their priest, excuse me, the priestly garments that you mentioned earlier back there in chapter 39. Right. But I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I think what, what stood out to me was uh, the heart that stirred them. Uh, when they heard about this work of the Lord that needed to be done, I feel like it was stirred in them because that was their calling. Like something in me is drawing me toward this, toward this right. work of God. And and I feel like once they once they surrendered to that, Man, like whatever their skill was, I think it went times ten. It went times a hundred, and they just did an excellent work yeah. for, for for the kingdom of God. And that's really part of it. it. A part of it is surrendering to what God has called us to do, because God is not going to force us to do anything that right. we don't want to that we don't want to do. And if you look at the story of the prodigal son, it was the son who chose to to remove himself from sonship. Right. The father did not resist him at all. Right. The father didn't say, nope, this is not what you want to do. No, I'm not going to let you go. Nope. In that that parable, the father let him go. It's like, okay. And he he removed himself. And I feel like God's not going to force us to do anything. And But what happens was the prodigal son got out there and he realized, like, man, I, I really missed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he went, thought, it's like he repented in his heart, repented, you know, verbally to his father. And his father completely, completely restored him. Um, so yeah, I appreciate you for sharing that, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah oh, you, you have to another, surrender to the call. Another, what you're just saying there in Haggai, when they were building their own homes and not building the temple, then God sent the prophet, and they obeyed the prophet, and then God sent his spirit to motivate them to finish the temple. That's in uh, Haggai chapter 1. Right. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank okay. you so much, Mr. Cecil, for uh, okay. for sharing well, with us. Okay, thank you very much. Yes, sir. You have an awesome day. Thank you. Same to you. Bye-bye. Awesome. Praise God, man. Yeah, he's right. You have to to surrender to the call. God can can have all these giftings and all of these abilities and all of these talents and everything, but if you don't surrender, if you don't surrender to what he's he's called you to do, he's just going to lie there. I heard um, Miles Monroe say, he said, the graveyard is the most, is the richest place on earth. 
you think, how could a graveyard, a place where there's bones and rotting corpses, how could this be the most richest place on earth? Because there are books that were never written, movies that were never made, songs that were never sung, songs that were never written, inventions that were never, I mean, you just think about all the things that these God had invested in these people and they died with it on the inside of them because they wouldn't surrender to what God called them to do. And I would encourage you to spend some time and find out what God has called you to do. It might not be in the fivefold ministry. If you have musical abilities, God might be calling you to, to infiltrate the, the, the music industry. Why does every Christian that have to go in get corrupted? Why can't it be the other way around? You can go in the music instrument, the industry and change it completely around. Maybe you like to be seen. Maybe you might be supposed to be a movie star. You can go in the movies realm and completely turn it around. Do you like talking? You might be a motivational speaker. You might, if you like traveling, you could be a missionary or you could be a blogger. Uh, my wife was looking at this thing. These people made $2.1 million just blogging about the places that they've been and the food that they've eaten. You know, when you step into what God's called you to do, you're going to excel at it. You're going to, because God has given you everything you need. So I would encourage you to take some, not, take some time over this next week. Give yourself a challenge over this next week to spend every single day before the face of God pressing into what he's called you to do. Lord, I thank you so much for every single person that is listening tonight. I pray that you would reveal to them the true reason that they were born and that they will begin to live and walk in that way. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Ask the Preacher. We've been talking about calling. You can begin walking in your calling today. Have a blessed night.